Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 17, The James Progression. The James Progression. Ah. And we're actually talking about temptation today, but it originates in the book of James. Okay, Matt, say your joke. I don't, I don't know what you're talking James, about. Jim, James Tation? <laughs> we're not talking about James Tation. <laughs> Temptation, but it's not found in the book of Timothy. <laughs> so, uh, sorry. I'm, I apologize to all you listeners out there. How about this? It's not permanentation. It's just temptation. <laughs> Actually, that was good. Uh, I mean, tempt. Probably, uh, probably a little bit, a little bit better than mine. I don't know. But okay. Well, what we are talking about from the book of James concerning temptation has been really helpful for me. It's been helpful for Matt, but it's uh, really it's a counseling model Matt uses in counseling and um, in, our, in our real life. And so I'm really excited for him to teach it to y'all. He actually has like a next level that he he showed me this week. He got home from counseling at like 9 p.m. And I'm just like, my brain is falling out my ears from mm -hmm. tiredness Well, that's because you, you had to counsel one and three-year-olds all day. <laughs> yeah. oh. uh, and you didn't get paid for it. So I did not. And you sat down. a little down less exciting. You taught me something. So I'm really excited to teach you all. Um, but before we even go into the question of the week, Matt, you were not here last week. And you were on a, well, actually you had a meeting. And then you went on a silent retreat. I just wanted for you to share with some people, we talk about spiritual disciplines here and one of them is silence. And so how was that silent retreat for you? It was very different than, than what I'm used to experiencing. Um, so, I mean, the, the whole purpose of the silent retreat was to go um, to this place um, that is nearby, but you know, it's in the woods. It's like, you know, no cell phone. While well, there's a little cell phone service, I'll get into that later, <laughs> Lori. Um, so yeah, my silent retreat was not as silent as it could have been mm. with my phone blowing up from a certain okay. individual. Let me just say, I get my love tank filled by breaking rules, and so here's Matt on this silent retreat. And I'm like, <laughs> FaceTime. Yeah, I'm like face text joke. <laughs> like he like sending things because you're in a silent place and I'm like, you have to break the rules. Well, and, and I don't think you actually knew that it was really like supposed to be a silent retreat. I, you were, it was like a polite suggestion that it was a silent retreat. Yeah. But I mean, like Lori calls me in the morning and <laughs> he's like in this, I'm, I'm in my room and I'm like, I'm yeah. like whispering yeah. as quietly as I can because wow. like, it, you know, everyone there is, is on this silent retreat. And, yeah. and so I'm like, Hey, I can't talk right now. I know. And I'm like, here's something funny that <laughs> and then I FaceTime him and he's like seriously in like Narnia and <laughs> and I'm like look <laughs> anyway Where's so the wardrobe? you went on the silent retreat because Dave our mentor really wanted us to do some reflection after the conference and the craziness of that and just to think through like what's 2018 look like he actually gave us a bunch of um, questions for self-reflection mm -hmm. so Matt um, of those questions there's one that really stood out to you and what was that um, well, one of the questions was, is my passion hot? Hmm. And, and, you know, passion for ministry, passion for, 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 I guess, life, not, you know, not just like romantic passion. Right. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that, that really came out of that for me was it, it depends on who I've talked to last. Um, and so I started to, to kind of question and, and think about, okay, well, who are the people that when I talk to them, my, my passion levels ramp up for what we're doing for the ministry or calling. Um, and then are there people who I talk to that diminish that? And so like, who are my encouragers? Who are my discouragers? 
and um it was it was just kind of an eye-opening endeavor and 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 that was actually something that coming back and talking to Lori about i'm like hey guess what um, you happen to be on both lists, which I mean, it makes sense. You know, we, we share life together. And so there's times when you're super encouraging and there's times when it's, you know, when you're triggered by something and you, you say something and then it's like, and it deflates the other person. And so, um, you know, but it was just one of those things that I, I don't tend to do just in my daily life. And so it was just a really good time of, of self-reflection to get away from things, to, to really start asking questions about, okay, future and, and where we're going. And, and I would like to actually next week, I would like to, as a team here, um, to go through each of those questions. So I'll send them to you like tomorrow. So sorry, Steve. <laughs> uh, can you get on a silent retreat? I was just going to say, do I have to be silent for the next week? Well, I know. have you done it as well, Lori? I'm going Friday. So I'm okay. going, we record these podcasts on Wednesday. So on Friday, I'll all leave. Right. Yep. So Matt, so, how do you feel about breaking rules? Oh, Are you, I am, I'm a rule follower, but oh. you better believe her phone will be blowing okay. up. Okay. That's yeah. And I'll love it because I'll be making other people uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, thank you for that, Matt, and calling me a discourager. Actually, one thing I will say. <laughs> that was not the point. <laughs> oh, that's all I heard. No, 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 it wasn't. No, but one thing that was I liked in hearing your reflection about, I don't know, our relationship, whatever, is you said, really, it's when, Lori, you speak out of fear. Uh, that's when you're really discouraging. And it's funny because that's already an area God's been working on me. It's like, I almost can feel the sentences drop out of my mouth that are fear-based. Like I, but you feel like you have to say them, mm. you know, you're like, I just have to get it out. Mm. And this morning I found myself wanting to do it. And I really just felt the Holy Spirit be like, Lori, shut it, shut it down. Lock Go it down. Upstairs. Yeah. And I just went upstairs. I like brush my teeth and I'm like, but I, but I, but I, and he's like, no, you don't have to. And then the fear like wave kind of subsided. And then I was actually able to sit down with you and have not a discouraging conversation because I remembered what you said. Good job. Oh, I was aware yeah. that that whole process really? was happening. Did you too. really? Oh, yeah. Like you could t- see well, my yeah, fear you, explosion you got about real to quiet all of a sudden yes. and then went upstairs and I'm like, uh, yeah, well, that's that's an improvement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Growth. Huzzah. <laughs> I was like, okay, good. I'm glad you can see that. Okay. Well, now we're going to shift to the question of the week from last year, which last year, last week was maybe felt like a year. Uh, what is one hope you have for the new year? So let's start with Steve. Okay. Well, um, nothing huge. Yeah. You know, nothing like monumental. Um, it's a big year for me in that the year I was born ended in an eight. <gasps> so, so you're going to turn whoa. 30. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. A new decade. Welcome to my decade. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're no. an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's kind of out there. That's on the horizon. Is you know, the, it's, can we say? Yeah. Five. Oh, wow. I, you do not. Audience, he does not look five zero. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Nor do you sound five zero. Okay, (laughs) we can't stop saying five (laughs) zero. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Isn't that like code for the police or something like that? Yeah, everybody scatter. It's five zero. It's the five zero. Yeah. Is that only in Hawaii though? (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Uh, turning five zero means I got to move to Hawaii. I don't know. Oh, okay. So Uh, you're turning fifty. Let's say it like regular folk. Yes, like yes, (laughs) and. I, I guess so along with that, I I feel pretty good most of the time. Uh-huh. I do know that there are I, I do need to kind of get ahead of the curve of aging. You know what I'm saying? You're it's back. like 
Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. just your metabolism's not working mm-hmm. for you anymore. Okay. Um, so I guess I would <laughs> does like that to mean you just have to chew a lot more. No. <laughs> what does that mean? That means <laughs> sorry. In practical terms, in my limited understanding, yes, you've got to work more to burn. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, to you know, work it out. You, you, yeah. you need to main, make sure that you're focused on not being sedentary and watching. Exactly. I did know what that meant. Yeah. I just I'm really in a goofy mood. Okay, you, okay. so we'll yeah. send yes. you some prune juice. Oh, yeah. No. So, yes, I am pretty sedentary. I mean, like, I am not super active. As we established last Last week, week. I'm a lazy person. He's like, if I can just sit, it's too much standing. (laughs) That's right, right. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. Inside jokes. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So working out. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say working out. I just want to say more active. Is that okay? That's great. And maybe making a few better decisions with the diet. Yeah, that sounds great. Also, yes, um, we've struggled financially just in terms of just our habits. Yeah. And that has really changed over the last few years. And now we're beginning to see some of the fruit. I think, you know, in this next year, we'll get some things paid off. We'll maybe awesome. be able to oh, do some projects nice. on the house that have been, you know, we've not Back been able burnered. to. Good exactly. for you. So we're, I'm hopeful for that. That's a huge well, very accomplishment. Cool. Very cool. For me this year, I am really excited. Uh, I just signed with the Walgamuth Literary Agency. And so they're agents for, I don't know, like they're Preston's agent and a few other people. And so I'm really excited to be working with them um, to get a publisher, hopefully for my book. I've been working on this book for almost a decade. And the first drafts seriously were just narrative therapy, which Mm. is, you know, angst on a page. And I'm super glad that they did not get published (laughs) because I think I would have like hurt people, including myself. And, but this version, um, is a lot of my journey with Carolyn and then a lot of counseling technique that we do. And I'm so excited about it. And so I said several years ago in one of the iterations of this book, I said, if I get published, I want to jump out of an airplane. So if you see me jumping Whoa. out of an airplane, that means I'm getting published. So yeah. we'll see. I I also didn't have kids then. Uh, so mm. there's that whole thing <laughs> as far as um, whether or not I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, and I remember always saying that I would be jumping with you, but most definitely no, I won't not. because I will not put our our daughters in right. danger of that. That yeah. would be awful. You know, it'd be awful for just one of us. But you could jump out of an airplane that's on the ground. It's like oh, there we yeah. go. There that's we right. go. Yeah. Just onto the jetway. We could Woo. we could do just the uh, yeah. where they put the fan <laughs> under like the trampoline thing, and yeah. then you have the suit on. Hey, do do one of those. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. Hopefully for you to get published, that'd be really cool. But I'm also um, just excited. We're taking on interns at. at the counseling agency. Uh-huh. Um, and so caring well counseling, having our first two interns. And so I'm going to be learning how to direct and guide and, and shape yeah. other, other counselors to be able to do what we do. And so that's really cool. Um, and then just a side note, Lori got me a great Christmas gift of a, uh, a dual bevel miter saw. <laughs> and I'm really excited to put it to good use once it gets a little warmer in the garage. Yeah. So, that's all you want. Home projects. Hey, Matt, I've got some home projects I'm planning on working <laughs> hey, on this, uh, hey, this next year. I would year. be willing to, <laughs> to come and help. For real. I, he I, would be. I really would. No, no he joke. He would. Uh, W-O-O-D. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I'm so excited for you, Matt, with the interns. It was so, just watching you talk with them today. I'm like, oh, you just look like, it's just, it's fun to watch you growing and, mm. and like directing and like into your calling. So I'm super proud of you. Thanks. Okay, we're going to Goofball Island now, and we're going to take the, the Polar, Polar Express. Express. <laughs> All aboard! <laughs> that was that was 
me trying to be uh, what's Tom, Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah, Tom Hanks. I know I nailed it Wilson. perfectly. <laughs> so my new career is uh, Tom Hanks impersonations. Impersonations. Don't yes. worry about it. Okay. So what was one of the best dates you've been on with your spouse? I was going to say with anyone, but then that's just gonna get awkward. So let's just yeah. talk about what was one of the best dates with your spouse. Well. Fortunately, I can honestly say that the best dates I've been on have been with my wife. Okay, good. So good. Yes, that time that we talked about not great date stories (laughs) that was not her. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would say our first date it was kind of a setup. Like we didn't know each other well. Uh huh. We had a mutual friend that actually went out with us. It was a double date. Yeah. And um. We went to Pietro's Italian restaurant in Grand Rapids. I like how you rolled your R when you just said Pietro's. Oh, did I? Maybe wow. not. I nailed it. Okay, so we yes. went to Pietro's. Right, right, right. The Italian restaurant and um, the conversation was popping. We Aww. were really just clicking. Kelly would tell you, um, if she was here, that we were sitting in this booth and we were using up not nearly as much space as was available in the booth. We Aww. were sitting very close and she was like, I just felt home. <gasps> I just leaned into you and I just was like, this feels like home. Oh, I'm chills. Yeah, it was so really sweet. sweet. And then one, the, the other guy of the double um, had a professor he, uh, and we went to that guy's house because he had a, like a get together of students. Wouldn't call it a party. They were looking at slides from a trip that he had taken to South America or someplace. Woo. We were totally bored. Woo. Kelly and I find this Where's Waldo book. Oh, in the nice. corner. Yes. So now we're looking for Waldo and again, sitting very close, looking oh, through this book mm-hmm. and our next date, which I'm this whole time thinking she's interested in the other guy. Yeah. Like she's thinking just friends. Even though she did the home she was, snuggle? She, well, well, she probably didn't she tell him didn't that. didn't say that out loud oh, okay. at the time. You didn't feel <laughs> no. it in the air. Wasn't like nuzzling well, into your I neck did. saying I'm Anyway, home. I'll try to. <laughs> my yes. point. My point is. We have a second date, which really was just kind of a bunch of kids at my parents' house Mm -hmm. because they live in town. And um, so she comes over and I didn't realize it, but she's trying to get alone with me the whole time because she had bought a Where's Waldo book for me. (gasps) And the whole time I'm thinking, I got to be cool because she's not as into this as I am. But then she gives, I've got something for you. (gasps) Yeah. What color was it? It was red. It was the red one. Find Waldo now. Mm, Yeah, sure. I don't remember. (laughs) Oh, trust me. Okay. <laughs> Where's the nerding out button? Nerd. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that is us and that the rest is history. So adorable. Yeah. Some of my favorite dates were with Matt in real life. And um, one of our first like pre-date dates was we went furniture shopping, um, pretend furniture shopping because we were in college and we had no money. And Again, I love breaking rules. And Mm. so we pretended we were married and like really just messed with all of the people there. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was fun. I also, Matt, you did so many rule breaking things. That was so (laughs) nice. We put on rollerblades and rollerbladed through Meyer. Uh, which is basically Walmart for any of you who don't right. have Meyer, and uh, people were like chasing us. <laughs> I remember just going real fast. It was super fun. Was it like in the middle of the night? Like was this no, after middle hours? of the day? Awesome. Middle of the like it's just it's I just like doing things that are just bad enough to get you a tiny bit in trouble. That's awesome. We play frisbee on the tennis court. Tenby <laughs> sneaking pizza into a movie theater. You didn't do that one with me. You said you wouldn't. So really, my rule breaking, <laughs> yeah. you, you draw a line. Right, right. 
pizza in a movie theater. Come on. I know. <laughs> now I'd be like, that sounds great. See, there's an actual sign at the movie theater that says no, no outside, you know, food uh, and refreshments. Right. It's yeah. a suggestion. At Meyer, they don't say no rollerblading right. inside no. here. So. They're just like, buy stuff, mm-hmm. whatever you want to wear. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Matt. Well, I think my, my favorite dates for us were not, I mean, they're not really I don't even know if they're dates as much as vacations. Mm. The, time spent is a big thing for me. Yep. And so, you know, having the extended, you know, times when we went to like Lake Tahoe or even Orlando when we, we did that, like it was just really cool. As far as like a single date, I don't, it's, it's hard. I'm just such like a, we do the same thing over and over again. And so when we go to New Holland and, you know, sit and. Which is like a really nice, like. It's. It's, I mean, it's, it's a local brewery. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's, I mean, but it's like, it, it kind of feels like a, a winery. Like it's not yeah. like dark and dingy. It, mm-hmm. It's like really open, like rustic wood and everything. And, mm. you know, but just to, to go, to sit there, to, you know, have a drink together, have a meal. Um, but then also when it's warm in summer outside, I really just, I love going for walks with you. Mm. Um, and so going, walking around Reed's Lake is, is, mm-hmm. you know, probably probably the best just because it's like that side by side connection we're not like sitting in a booth facing one another telling each other you know all of our feelings or whatever but it's just like walking mm-hmm. destination shoulder to shoulder but connecting mm. yeah um so our best dates are like the same thing we always do mm-hmm. <laughs> try and take over the world <laughs> <laughs> Pinky in the brain, folks, no? Again, I'm in impersonation mode. All right. Thank you for that, and I agree. Narf. I don't... That's too deep. (laughs) Where's the nerd button? Narf. Nerd! That's Pinky. Oh, I don't know. The brain's trying to take over the world, but Pinky just goes along anyway. I wasn't allowed to watch TV, so anything I know is like (laughs) something I heard or snuck for in between. It it is from Animaniacs. Oh, okay. okay. So, okay. So now we're to the heart of the matter where we're talking temptation uh, with the book of James. So before Matt explains the counseling model that he uses, just what what's the general conversation ab- around temptation that you all hear uh, in the church? Primarily, just don't do that. Like, I mean, it's, <laughs> right. it's literally just like, hey, don't sin. Yeah. Just stop. Just, yeah. Just don't go there. You know, do something else. Yeah. The way I would frame it is, it's almost like there's, I don't, I don't want to say extremes, but they're okay. So you've got, well, if you're doing well in that area, yeah. just don't be proud about it because yeah. pride comes before a fall. Right. And you you'll know, fall hard. exactly. You fall hard. <laughs> but on the other side, on the, on the other end, if you just kind of like live in denial and sort of pretend that that, that, that source of temptation isn't there, yeah. it'll sneak up on you, you know, or yeah. yeah. So it's almost like this like superstitious approach. Like, you know, totally. like if you talk about, okay, so for me, you know, if you talk about lust or porn, it's almost like knock on wood, you know, yes. like, is something that happens to you, which I, I know temptation is something external comes mm-hmm. out from the outside of you, but it's almost like I have no control. And once it comes, then I, there's nothing I can do. Totally. Mm-hmm. I hear that all the time. It's like, well, you're, well, you're gonna, if you're doing well, you better, you better watch out. Yeah. You better not cry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm telling is, you why. Is it more, you better start crying? Yeah. Because yeah, something bad of. is going to smack you in the face. Maybe so. Yeah. Like you have to just kind of be like scowling all the time and just like, man. Yeah. I, I feel like you hear a lot in the context of accountability partners and mm. accountability partners are pretty much just cops 
that like smack you on the wrist. And I'm like, why would you? I just lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you go to that? That sounds right. horrible. Mm-hmm. Which is why I love just kind of the heart work stuff that we try and focus on because that motivates me. If I'm like, there's actually a good thing I'm going to get out of this, mm-hmm. then that's great. But if it's just like, just stop it. Um, that's just boring. And my rule breaker self just wants to break all the rules. Okay. <laughs> so um, is there any like questions that you have? So if that's like the context that we've been like living in, like, are there any questions or like, you're like, ah, I wish I could know, I don't know, blah, about temptation. I feel like it's probably a combination, but I think a lot of people are like, should I be more focused on avoiding externals or attending to something internal, you know, like where, what's Mm -hmm. the source of this? Like, you know, um, where should I be alerted to? Is it something out there or something inside? Mm -hmm. That's great. Is that like a question you get a lot in counseling? I mean, that's, I, I think, well, given that a lot of what I talk about is, you know, sexual related stuff there a lot of people do the whole like you know bounce the eyes right you know don't take the computer into the bedroom when it comes to like pornography stuff and so there's there's always people are ready to put up those external barriers Mm -hmm. you know but Lori, you've said something a long time like you can put up those little barriers but we're like we're like horses Mm -hmm. you know in a you know in a pasture you know and as much as you build up that fence if a horse really wants to go through it, it's going through the fence. Mm-hmm. I mean, short of putting up like a concrete 10 foot, like, you know, wall, right. you know, the horse is going to be able to get over the fence or through the fence. And so that interior work is, is that, you know, kind of making the pasture where yeah. we live as, as enjoyable as we can so that what's on the other side isn't looking as enticing. Mm. Um and so I, I, as, as a counselor, I would say you have to, you have to deal with the internal pieces because external, I mean, you can't control that all the time. Right. There are times when temptation will come and you're not in control of it. The opportunity will come. Um, and if you're not doing the internal work, then when that external thing comes, you will fall. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, you can only say no to it for so long. Um, and that can create such havoc. I'm just thinking about marriages or uh, specifically when I think about wives whose husbands are wrestling with pornography and the wives just turn into the cop mm-hmm. and they just get real. It's, it's hard on them because they're just mm-hmm. so distressed over like finding things or searching. And they just wrestle with like, how much do I search this out? How much am I the cop? And, and then they turn into really like the mom and then the husband's not at all attracted to her. And it's not her fault at all for this, the pornography. There's obviously I'm sure, um, marital things that could be addressed, but it's his choice. But I just find that that can create such distress in the wife as well. Yeah. Well, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's not the, the spouse, um, isn't responsible for, for their spouse's actions, for their spouse's choices. But there is this part where both spouses help to create the system that, that they both live and interact in. And so, you know, you know, there are things that the wife or the husband can do that may contribute to, you know, some of the loneliness that the other person feels or the lack of purpose or, you know, the lack of affirmation yet in that feeling, a lack of affirmation, it's, it's, it's the individual's choice to turn to porn or or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and where this comes from, where, where I like to go when I'm working with clients is in James chapter one, take it away, Matt. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in James chapter one, it, you know, it talks about this, this place. Well, when, when we are tempted, don't let us say God is tempting us, but rather 
we are tempted when by our own evil desires, we are dragged away and enticed. And so, you know, you have this, this progression that goes from like our own evil desire that leads us to temptation. And then as Christians, we like to put up a wall between temptation and sin, you know, and just say, don't cross that wall. But then once you fall into sin, you get death, not necessarily physical death, but spiritual death, emotional death, relational death, whatever. And so rather than just putting up this wall between temptation and sin, I would, you know, that's kind of like sitting alone on your computer at night if you're struggling with porn and just hovering your cursor over the link and saying, don't click, don't click, don't click, don't click. How long <laughs> yeah. is that going to last? Right. Not, not, long. not very long. You don't shut the computer and walk away. You're, you're going to click eventually. And so rather than sitting there just like in your temptation, you have to figure out, okay, that temptation actually comes from somewhere. Yes, there's an external trigger, but internally... It comes from our evil desires, mm. which are evil desires, in my belief, if, if we went kind of a step back, because we weren't just created with evil desires. And if you go back into Genesis, when God creates the world and he says it is good, yet it is not good for man to be alone. Like even pre-sin, we had needs created into us as human beings for community. You know, God gives us purpose to, to till the world, to, you know, subdue the earth and, you know, all this stuff. So like for purpose, for, for our worth and our value, all these core longings that we've talked about before, you know, are, are things that we are created with a desire for. Mm. Now, when those go unmet and our evil desire is like, our own prideful way of trying to meet those unmet needs. I love how you say pride twists those. The, it's like core needs should directly be met by God and supported by people. But I love how you say pride twists that yeah. so that we want to get them met yeah. in other ways. Yeah. And the, and the interesting thing is, you know, pornography, and I'm going to use this as an example because that's, that's the one that's, you know, been in my life most pronouncedly, I guess. Mm. Um, pornography was like, I, I like to call it my emotional Tylenol. Um, you know, when I was feeling sad, when I was feeling lonely, when I was feeling anxious, when I was feeling bored, you know, pornography was there yet. What it ultimately does is, I mean, it isolated me. So if I'm feeling lonely and I turn to pornography, well, what do I need when I'm lonely? I need to interact with human beings. I need community. I need belonging and turning to pornography while it's this like, quick hit kind of drug type of thing. You know, if you're going the addictions route, like it, I got my hit, I'm good for five minutes, whatever. Mm. And then, Hey, what's back loneliness. But guess what else? Shame. Yep. Mm. You know, shame and condemnation. If I can like just yeah, jump in, please, because that was the word in my head. And I feel like, okay, so, you know, you got these foods, fast foods and stuff mm -hmm. and they're like, they put ingredients in them to make you addicted yeah. to them. Oh, absolutely. Like MSG or whatever. I don't know. And cigarettes yeah. have got stuff mm -hmm. and it makes you trigger. It makes you want to come back. Yes. And I feel like with the kind of sin you're talking about, Shame is that ingredient mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it just feeds this mm -hmm. cycle of yeah. how am I going to get rid of these feelings? Well, for now, at least I can numb them totally. by doing this. And then, of course, just perpetuates the cycle. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, and, and I mean, you, you call it a cycle. And for a lot of people, especially with pornography and sexual addiction, it, it does turn back to, oh, OK, my my shame or my condemnation leads me right back to the thing that yeah. I feel condemned about. But it can also <laughs> go this second, like other route where it's like, you know, I looked at porn, I feel shame, I feel condemnation, yet then I turn to self-harm. 
Mm. Or, or something else. And then out of that, I feel unlovable and it turns to something else. And so yeah. it's like you, you have this progression, the James progression, and it's like you, you start it. And then when one goes to death, that condemnation gets added and it's like a new one starts up, hmm. whether it's a, a circle and goes back to the same thing or whether it turns to something else. And at some point we have to get out of that cycle. And that's why it's important to know that when we are in temptation, you look at, okay, what are the things that led me there? Rather than just facing my sin and saying, that's the only direction I can go, but I'm going to try and stop. I'm like, I'm like on a conveyor belt trying to like, <laughs> yeah, just run, yeah, yeah, just trying run to, to, to run against it and not You're go You're going there. up the down escalator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. in a sense. Perfect. Yeah. You know, rather than just facing my sin and saying, don't go there. There has to be this time when I turn around and say, okay, what, and identify what are those you know, things that led me into the temptation. What is the the evil desire that I have? You know, am I desiring to be, you know, to have status, you know, which in some sense I, I think would be tied to the need for affirmation, a good need for affirmation, but taken to a, a you know, twisted by that pride. Mm-hmm. Um, am I, you know, am I bored? Am I stressed? Am I lonely? What am I feeling emotionally that's making me want to run to get this quick hit of, of whatever sin flavor we choose to make me temporarily feel good. You know, and rather than saying, just saying no to the sin, we need to say yes to whatever our true need is. So if I'm stressed and I need rest, okay, say yes to rest. Don't say yes to, to escaping into porn because ultimately that does the opposite. It covers it for a while, but you're not allowing yourself to rest. And so you're not actually actively making progress anywhere. Mm. You're remaining static. Um, you know, and so rather than just say this theology of no, don't do that. It's a theology of yes. Okay. I understand what I truly need. Now I need to actually take steps to go meet that in healthy relationship with, with people, but then ultimately standing on the foundation, which is Christ. And that's a, that's the simplified version. And for everyone, it looks a little different, Mm -hmm. but I mean, ultimately when temptation comes, that's what we need to do. We need to find out, okay, what, what is tempting me? Why am I tempted so strongly here? You know, and while we like to say our, our, we like to gauge our temptation on a one to 10 scale. And so when it's heightened, if like a normal for me, you know, cause I'm never probably not going to be tempted Mm -hmm. by the female body, whatever you want to say. Like, but if it's normally at a three and I'm like at an eight, okay, what's going on in my life that's making this so much more like enticing. Okay. I need to work on that. Hmm. I need to go into whatever that missing component is that missing need that I have is so that my temptation goes back to that three level. What would you say? I feel like I hear a lot about loneliness and I, I've just been thinking about that. So for the person whose vehicle drives them to whatever, overeating, cutting, porn, whatever it is, uh, if it's usually like, I'm just, I'm feeling lonely and I want to be seen, I want to be cared for. What mm-hmm. what do you recommend for that person? Because it's, it's hard to make friends. Yeah. It's hard to like get that social, emotional depth of a connection. What do yeah. you say? Well, and, and that's the hard thing because there is truly just a deficit emotionally, especially when our lives happen on our screens. Yeah. You know, we we're friends quote unquote with a million people yet yeah. we go an inch deep with all of them, you know, but, but without just like, and we could talk all day no, about I, phones. I, I okay, know, okay, but yeah. like you, you need to have people in your life that are, well, that are like intimate space people that they really know the, the you that you are. 
Mm. You know, that means all your struggle. And this is where accountability comes in. Accountability shouldn't be, don't do that. It should be like a calling you toward like, hey, this is what you could be. This is who you really are. And I'm concerned about, okay, how do we meet your, your need to be affirmed? How do mm. we meet your need to have purpose and, and belonging and safety and nurture and all these things in your life? I'm con- how are you doing there? Because your struggle isn't with porn. Your struggle is with a lack of one of these things. Right. Mm. You know, and, and as long as we just keep focused on the sin, it's this theology of no, whereas accountability should be like, okay, what are you really missing? Mm. I, am, I am your doctor. Yeah, you need to exercise, you need to not eat so much chocolate cake, but it's because I want you to live past the age of 40. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, I love on how even your self-talking or other talking in your narrative right now is there is a lack of shame in how yep. you say it. And that is something I so appreciate about Matt and your voice in my life and in others is you, it's not like a shock to you when you see people sinning, which I think is so reflective yeah. of Christ. And you're just like, this is just the way it is. It's just, that's don't, you don't have to attach a, a, a an emotion of shame to it. It's just the way it is. And how can we get it met? And I, along with that, you know, I've had all the different varieties of accountability yeah. that we've kind of discussed. Yeah. And the ones that really have helped me with my struggles have been these ones that, mm-hmm. you know what? I see you now. I know everything and I am not going anywhere, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and reflect Jesus in that way. Totally. And it, that breaks the shame cycle. Doesn't mm-hmm. it? And yeah. it motivates yeah. us to start to yes. look internally. Right. And, and so, like I said with someone today, like you really, you're, you can't go wrong, even though this individual was saying a lot of pain in, in their life. And, and I was like, the only way you can go wrong is if you isolate and you shut down. Mm-hmm. But I said, you came here, you talked about this and like to just catch this person's eye and look eye level. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. something so holy about seeing a person in their shame and being like, I see you, yep. I care about you. That's not affirmation of sin. Mm-hmm. That's affirmation of a human who's right. made in God's image. Yeah. And let's, let's, what can we do here? So, yeah. Well, and I think the the big thing, especially with sexuality issues Shame is something that doesn't just happen after you sin. You know, shame is something like, okay, you get the, that line again between temptation and sin. You cross it, you get guilt. Mm. Yeah. You know, you are guilty of breaking God's law right. once you step into sin. Guilt is covered by the blood of Jesus. Mm. You know, shame is something that, especially when it comes to sexual related things, it's like even having the temptation is something that people will either try and put shame on you for or that you put shame on yourself, you know? And so, which, you know, unfortunately, and I'm going to speak a little stereotypically, guys who struggle with porn, the wives are the one who put the shame on. Guys typically aren't ashamed of, like, there isn't a shame feeling about, like, struggling with temptation there. But if it's, like, typically, if you're talking and, you know, a wife asks, well, are you tempted? You know, and, and the guy's like, shoot, how do I answer that? Like, I know mm. I am, but I know mm. that if I, if I say yes, even if I haven't done anything, I'm going to get like railed on yeah. because that's unfortunately how a lot of, a lot of relationships work. And I'm really mm. thankful that, that ours hasn't worked that way. 
Um, what if I can speak on behalf of the wives uh, is I'm sure that's motivated out of fear. There's such a high well, need for safety and, and, and affirmation in our own selves. And so we mm. think, well, if you're looking at her lustfully um, or in any way, which I know guys' minds are wired toward beauty, which is mm. great, a good thing. Uh, but I think we can get extremely insecure. And so mm. even in those moments when I know that the, your answer is going to be yes, Thankfully, I can relate to you on a lot of levels, so that like Weird helps. Marriage yeah. Weird marriage, uh, but also, um, I I try to go to the Lord and be like, God, do you mm-hmm. see me? Like it's like I picture Him holding my heart in that moment because my tem- my temptation mm-hmm. is to be like, but then I'm not okay, and then I'm not safe, and then I'm not, and so then I load the shame on you because I actually am like ripping it off myself and tossing it on you mm-hmm. because I don't want to mm-hmm. feel shame because I feel less than if you're looking at her. Yeah. Uh, so that could be the motivation. But yeah. It, well, and that speaks to, and I could go down this rabbit trail for a while, but that speaks to this idea this Jerry Maguire idea that as married people are in relationships, we are supposed to somehow complete one another. The whole, mm. you complete me like, right. no, you don't complete me. Mm. I don't complete you. And right. we're not supposed to, yeah. you know, cause we aren't, our hearts are not created to be fulfilled in another human We're yeah. they're only created to be fulfilled in, in Christ. And so it doesn't matter if you are Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen, like mm-hmm. this outward picture of very like handsome, beautiful people, successful in everything they've done. Like it doesn't matter if their heart, if your spouse's heart has a hole in it, which, Mm -hmm. Hey, guess what it does? (laughs) You will not fully complete them. And it says something about their heart more so than it does about you as the spouse. So if the, if the husband's eyes are like wrestling with this, husbands, wives, wives, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, whether it's an affair, whether it's, you know, pornography, whether that says something about the state of the heart of the person acting it. Yes. Not about the value or the, the beauty or the worth Mm -hmm. of the spouse. Praise God. This is good. You yeah. see why I wanted to do a podcast and get this yeah, guy talking. Man. <laughs> it is rich. Really good. Yeah. So I am just going to talk um, now just about the question of the week. You thought I was going to say something serious. So I'm not. <laughs> so <laughs> the question of the week uh, from this week, which actually isn't about our conversation, but it's just something random and funny that we'll start with next week. Uh, at what point? It's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Is it Christmas for you? So what is the song that you need to hear? What is the fruit cake you need to eat <laughs> what is the grandma you need to see uh, at what point is it christmas so we'd love to hear from you the listeners um and and, and any thoughts or reflections on anything that we said mm-hmm. today you can email podcast at himhministries.com or comment on any of our pages there we're now on google play and on all the other things mm-hmm. uh thank you steve and your team for helping me figure <laughs> that out um but yeah, we it's just this is a rich place, and I hope that you all um, enjoy it. Let us know what you think about the podcast mm-hmm. and, and any other questions that you have or thoughts. So thanks so much for listening about how the gospel is good news for everyone every day, even in this space of temptation. Next week, we're going to be talking, doing some reflective questions as a group, and I'm hoping in two weeks that we will talk friendship and relationship. So we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.
Thanks for listening to the Hole in My Heart podcast. The gospel is good news for everybody, every day. Explore HIMHministries.com for all that Matt and Lori Krieg have to offer, including previous episodes. You can also find us, and we hope you'll subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and TuneIn. And if you'd like to answer our question of the week, or if you have any questions or suggestions, email us at podcast at HIMHministries.com. Oh,